You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going on, football fans? Kyrie Thompson back with another episode of First and Foxborough. Make sure you download, subscribe, stream this show on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm finally doing it, everybody. Okay. I held off for a couple of days. I wanted to get this right. I want to get the right person to talk about this. But the biggest story in the NFL right now is just Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. Who wants him? What does he want? Do the Ravens want him? Is he any good? Which, by the way, I mean, I might have some like patches whatever on my scalp right now from tearing out my hair, listening to people and they're just wild opinions about whether or not Lamar Jackson can actually like play quarterback in the NFL. Oh my God, I can't take it. But you know what? Look, I'm going to take some of the burden off my shoulders. Okay. And talking about this, because there are some, there's some Patriots related topics involved in this as well as broad NFL. But look, it doesn't get more Baltimore than the next, than the guy I'm about to bring on right now. Cordell Woodland. He's with, 105.7 the fan in Baltimore. I've had him on before with the podcast Winning Time. And I mean, you're even a Morgan State grad. I mean, like ball, you will just are Baltimore, man. Cordell, how you doing? <laughs> What's up, man? Appreciate you having me. Man, it's 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 good, man. First of all, before we get to uh you know all the football talk, I got a more important question to ask you. How's dad life treating you, bro? Oh man, it's it's been amazing. <laughs> uh, the ba- baby boy will be four months this oh, week. Oh my lord! Like just just getting big and uh, developing his own personality. It's it's been a crazy journey to this point, but I- I've loved every minute of it. I mean, like I can't get enough of like having like moms and dads on my podcast and like talking about this because it it just. You know, yeah, we're talking about sports and, and like that's the job, but like having like being a parent is literally just your life. Like yeah. every everything revolves around it. You cannot escape it in, in any way. And it's just it's fascinating because like I'm over here thinking about like, man, what was Maya like when she was four months old? And like what was she doing? And now she's three. And she's oh, over here just like having like advanced like philosophical discussions with random strangers. <laughs> and I'm just like, what what even is this? Like I remember right. like, when when like your hair was straight, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to treasure this time, man. Like we we've we've been doing a, a better job of taking pictures and taking videos. He's got his own photo album and stuff. Like I, I really want to treasure this time of uh the 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 moments where he's just solely dependent on us right now yeah. i can pick him up and put him down and i know where he is because once he's on the move once he's crawling around i mean he he, he might as well be packing his bags for college at that point because i already know the years are just going to fly by once he starts getting on the go you know when, when they talk about the whole the three major thing that's no lie like that <laughs> that no lies detected i mean this yeah. child is like borderline fully autonomous already. I don't even know how it happened. And they say uh, girls mature faster than boys. So I, I would imagine you probably, even, yeah, I, I know I you have your hands full over there. <laughs> can't, cannot deal with it. You know what else I can't deal with, Cordell? People just having Lamar Jackson messed up, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, like, for example, I saw something a little bit earlier on, on Twitter where it was like, 
you know, uh, fans keep thinking about Lamar Jackson as the 2019 unanimous MVP, but teams are thinking about the guy who's just been a league average quarterback since then. And there's a part of me that wants to be like the LeBron James, like frantically pointing, like, like you, you've seen what he's doing. Like, have you yeah. seen some of the stuff he's done? Like, are, are we, are we tripping right now? I don't get it. Can you please help us understand what it means that Lamar Jackson, one of the most dynamic quarterbacks we've ever seen, could potentially be playing for another team? I mean, it'll, it, it's a monumental shift. It's not something that we usually see happen in the NFL where you've got a quarterback that's 26 in the prime of his career, a former unanimous MVP who has a 45 and 16 record as a starter. Um, we're talking about a guy whose win percentage is only second to Patrick Mahomes since he's entered the league. He's also beaten Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick Mahomes owns the head-to-head matchup against Lamar, just like he does against pretty much every quarterback that he's gone up against in the league. But we see how tough it is to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. When you have a quarterback that is capable of beating that team, is capable of being your own version of a Superman at that position, it's tough to lose that caliber of player. And we don't usually see this type of player available on the open market. I mean, he has the non-exclusive tag on him right now, allowing him to be able to talk to teams. I mean, it's free to talk to Lamar. I don't know if anybody knows, but it's free to talk to Lamar. But it's amazing as we sit here today, teams are coming out of the woodworks with every reason possible as to why Lamar isn't on their radar, whether it's the fact that he's gotten hurt. And I'm not dismissing the fact that he's gotten hurt the, on the back end of the last two seasons. It's, it's there, right? I mean, he hasn't been available to the Ravens in the most important times of the season. He missed the playoff game this year that I think if Lamar Jackson is on the field, they win that game. I mean, if, if Tyler Huntley doesn't fumble at the goal line, they probably win that game. So I understand people looking at his injury issues the last couple of years and, and really being concerned about that. And I understand the worries about what he's asking for in terms of compensation right now, being considering what Deshaun Watson got from Cleveland is thrown in a huge wrench into all of this. So I get all of those things. But for Lamar to have no market right now, for teams to – all these quarterback needy teams, I I can't help but laugh when I see teams like the Commanders talk about how they're so sold on Sam Howell, a guy that they had riding the bench all season up until the last game of the season. They see him play one game, and all of a sudden they're ready to hand him the keys to the city when you've been searching for a quarterback for over 30 years, the Falcons. Arthur Blank is talking about Lamar's play style worries him yet I guess he forgot about the buzz in Atlanta when Michael Vick played for the Falcons so I I just don't get it I, I don't get how all these teams are so quick to dismiss Lamar right now I understand the injury concerns and I understand the compensation but you have to pay to play in this league and if you think you're going to be able to cut corners and, I mean, teams are willing to go with Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter over Lamar Jackson. Okay, we'll see how it works out for you. No, that's exactly it. I mean, people got upset with me for bringing up the C word when it came to mm-hmm. owners. And, and, and I mean, I, I, mean, I, I think it, it's pretty – Jim Irsay kind of said it out loud. 
where you're just mm-hmm. like, yeah, great player and all that, but I don't believe in fully guaranteed contracts. That's what I think the Ravens are banking on and a bunch of the other teams in the league are banking on as well. Look, Jimmy Haslam bucked the trend. And, and I mean, he, he wasn't supposed to do that. He broke ranks with mm-hmm. that Deshaun Watson contract. We're not doing that. Now, as long as you don't go out and say, you know, go, like, see that, that, that's the thing. What, six teams did it that first day when he signed the non-exclusive tag? And then he was like, oh, yeah, I'm not in on Lamar Jackson. We're not in on Lamar Jackson. It'd be one thing if you're talking about, like, Tua and you want to go, like, right. like Lamar's better than Tua, right? But, you know, he's, he's a guy who showed improvement. I'm like, oh, let's just stick with that and build around the cheap rookie deal. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, I'm cool with Sam Howard or, like, I'm cool with Desmond Ritter. I don't believe you, right? I think that this is a situation where everybody wants that price tag to come down, right? It's like if it, if it comes down and Lamar says, okay, I'm good with, like, maybe, like, 190 fully guaranteed or, like, $150 million fully guaranteed over, like, three years or something, I bet your teams be like, okay, let's go. All right, let me, mm-hmm. let me get those offer sheets ready. But – it's, it's the compensation. But the thing is, I don't have a problem with people pointing out the fact that he's missed what, 12 games in, in his career to this point. That's okay. That's fine. A couple of injuries that ended his seasons early you know, these last couple of years. But don't attribute that to his play style because it's not about his play right. style. It's not about the fact that he runs the ball. He got hurt on passing plays, okay, on injuries that literally any quarterback – can mm-hmm. or has gotten hurt on. And that's the part where I feel like there's also a little bit of this discourse about, well, if Lamar would just play the game the right way, then maybe we will, maybe <laughs> we'd consider it. And, and it's like, oh yeah, Joe Burrow comes out asking for $230 million guaranteed. I've seen people be like, well, it's more worth it because of the way he plays. Uh-huh. I, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, I mean, it, it's in the messaging. It's in the messaging. Um, and, and people complaining about Lamar's play style, have they, do they not watch the NFL anymore? I mean, you cannot have a statue at the quarterback position that's just going to stand in the pocket. They had, deep, they had edge rushers in the combine just a couple of weeks ago in Indianapolis. These edge rushers are running 4-3, 40 times. You don't think you need a Lamar Jackson back there that can escape pressure? These offensive lines aren't holding up forever. You need to be able to have a guy that can play off script. You have to be able to have a guy that can play inside the pocket and outside the pocket. Patrick Mahomes isn't an on-time passer. He's he's a guy that extends the play more than anybody. The, the, be, the best, he's the best well. quarterbacks. The best quarterbacks in football. Yeah. That's what they do. It's what they do. It's what they do. The days of just dropping back to three-step, five-step drops and getting the ball out your hands, some systems still do that. But it's not It's not something that you can lean on, what, especially considering people aren't taking in all the factors in this. I, I think people are choosing to, uh, to, to, to pick and choose what elements in this discussion they want to harp on. They want to harp on that the fact that Lamar has missed 12 games. Okay, he missed 12 games in five years. Cool, whatever. All right. but And, and then they also want to go on the fact of the money he's asking for. They want to go on the fact that he doesn't have an agent. All right, I understand all of that. But what about the – are we just going to ignore 
the fact of the talent that Lamar has had around him in Baltimore, and yet he has still been able to have a 45-16 and 16 record? Are we going to ignore the fact that when Lamar got knocked out of the uh, end of the season two years ago, the Ravens were in first place in the AFC this year when Lamar gets hurt? The Ravens were 8-4 and four when Lamar goes down. They don't win when Lamar Jackson isn't on the field. The Ravens know that, but in the league who has struggled to beat Lamar yeah. Jackson-led teams, it's ironic to me that they're sitting here complaining about a play style, his play style, but yet when they go up against him, they can't stop it. They can't stop it. They don't have these dynamic quarterbacks. They don't have a player that's as dynamic as Lamar Jackson. So right now we're in the offseason. Teams are going to try to devalue him. They're going to talk about nothing but the negative because they want to drive down his yeah. number. That's what this is all about. They, they want to bring his value down to meet their needs. And everybody's waiting for Lamar to fold. And I got news for you. Lamar has shown himself to be pretty stubborn. And everybody thinks he can't be his own agent. And that's debatable, right? I mean, you can make the argument that he would probably have a deal done by now if he had an agent. But I would say everybody's talking about the fact that he's looking for the Deshaun Watson deal and all of that. The Ravens, why didn't the Ravens give him an extension after Josh Allen got his deal? That was before the injury questions. And that was also before Deshaun Watson got his deal. I think people are using the Deshaun Watson deal and the injuries as a crutch. But nobody's looking at the time where they could have given him that offer after the MVP season, after Josh Allen got his deal. I would imagine if they gave if they had give, given Lamar an offer that's about two, three million dollars more than what Josh Allen got, that would have gotten the deal done. So I'm really curious to find out what the Ravens offered him at that time and why a deal wasn't done during that time period. But yeah, like I said, I, I think a lot of teams are trying to bring down Lamar's value right now. And, and, and that's why you're getting a lot of the things that are being put out there about him uh, right now. And this is also why I think Lamar's taking a Twitter the way he has to try to debunk as many false narratives as he can. And you know what? There, there are a bunch of different things swimming around my head about that. And it's a great point. Being proactive about your extensions. And yeah, maybe Lamar would have then, you know, looked at the Deshaun Watson deal and, and you know, been like, even if he had signed an extension earlier, been like, okay, uh, where can I get one of those? Because, look, in the end, look, whether or not they end up getting that kind of deal or not, you would almost be doing yourself a disservice as, as a top quarterback in the league. Like, you don't think Joe Burrow is going to be asking for a fully guaranteed deal of that kind of money. You don't think Joe, Justin Herbert wants that kind of money or Trevor right. Lawrence. You don't think, you don't think they're going to want that or they're going to be such perfect team players and it's never going to come up. Look, okay, realism might be one thing, like if your owner's – like just just can't pay that, but come on, you'd be crazy to think that that like they wouldn't want that. But it's funny you bring up the the fact that other owners want to devalue him to get them more to their their space in terms of money. I definitely want to get into mm -hmm. that on a team specific thing here. But it's like a, it's like a draft pick every year, right? The number one quarterback or like you know a, a number one edge rusher. So oh yeah. Uh, they're okay, they're really good, but there's this part of their game I don't really love because everybody wants to be like, okay, I'm right. going to fall to this spot. Like, I can get them. Like, it, it's all a cat and mouse game. I saw something the other day on Twitter to get into the Patriots finally. Adrian Phillips, safety for the Patriots, played against Lamar Jackson last season, 
He said Lamar is a top three guy in the league in terms of just hard to play against. Like he's a top three hard to play against guy. And and we saw what he did to the Patriots defense. Yeah. Where, oh yeah, look kind of tough in the first half. In the second half, he just did whatever he felt like doing. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. The guys that play against him know yep. what he presents. And it wasn't just that, oh yeah, he ripped off a couple of, of big runs. He threw four touchdown passes. Exactly. Right? And so I want to talk about the, the Patriots part of this because it's a perfect mm-hmm. example of what you're talking about. So report comes out on Wednesday morning that the Patriots are not expected to pursue Lamar Jackson. And I wrote about this earlier in the week that, look, there are a lot of fans in Patriots Nation that that as soon as Robert Kraft was like, oh, yeah, Meek Mill texted me about Lamar wanting to be a Patriot or, or what have you. Then everybody's like red meat. Oh, my God, like swirl around the chum. And I'm like, look, man, you could say that if you want but they're still the New England Patriots. They don't do that kind of stuff. They're not desperate enough. And then these reports come out that they're probably not going to do it. But they would fit the bill of a kind of team that absolutely would probably jump in on that if Lamar Jackson's price comes down. When you look at it, just in terms of Patriots fans, if you could talk about it, Mm-hmm. If Lamar Jackson were to come to the New England Patriots, which is not at all a, uh, you know, Greg Roman kind of scheme, it's going to be Bill O'Brien here. Mm-hmm. What do you think you could expect from Lamar Jackson in this kind of offense with this kind of, of you know, supporting cast? Something that the Patriots offense hasn't had in a while, and that word is excitement. Um, <laughs> you think about the Ravens offense before Lamar got in there. It was pretty boring to watch. And I would make the argument the Patriots offense is pretty boring to watch as well. And, you know, nobody really saw, I know me personally, I didn't envision Lamar Jackson being a Raven, but there he was, the Ravens trade back into the back end of the first round and they select Lamar Jackson. They wait a couple of weeks before they end up putting him on the field. I think they were two and six or three and six. Uh, or something like that around the time that Lamar had got on the field. Um, And then from that point on, they took off, ended up winning the AFC North, and the rest is history. I think for New England, it would be be a similar situation. Bill O'Brien is definitely a a, a great offensive mind, no doubt. We've seen what he was able to do in his time in Houston with a guy like Deshaun Watson, who's not as mobile as Lamar, but can make plays outside of the pocket um, and extend plays as well. So I think Lamar, who is and, and the Patriots right now, they have a quite a bit of rebuilding to do in terms of getting weapons in on the offensive side of the ball. They've lost a couple of receivers, um, Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar, who's now a Raven. Um, but, you know, L- Lamar has learned how to do more with little. And I'm not saying that that's a thing that I, I, I want to lean on because I think to a, yeah. to a degree it's been a fault of his. Nobody really knows how good Lamar Jackson can be because we have not seen him with that elite supporting cast that other uh, young NFL quarterbacks have at their disposal. But we have seen Lamar show that he can elevate the players around him. Um, So I I, I think that he could do that with the Patriots. You know, I, I think he's the type of guy that contrary to belief, he can play in any type of offensive style. His legs allow him to – people act like his legs are a negative. His legs are an escape 
for him. You know, it, it allows him to be able to have that extra avenue to make a play happen when the play that's called, it breaks down. Um, so, you know, having a situation, if he is out of New England, let's say that they don't build that receiving core up to where they want it to be by the time we start the next season and they had Lamar Jackson. Lamar is that extra weapon that you have in that offense that still makes it so that you can still keep drives going. You can still score points regardless of maybe you're not having the the supporting cast around him that you want. He still allows you the ability to still have a functional offense. And, and that's exactly the point that I keep thinking of in terms of Lamar Jackson being here. Yes, if you went ahead and you paid Lamar Jackson, you traded for him, you brought him in, he could come onto this team right now, and I could tell you that I would think that that Patriots team would win a playoff game. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about Lamar Jackson. But you're once again asking him to be Superman. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's the part that's unfair, right? Because you look at, you mentioned the supporting cast. I like Mark Andrews a lot. Good player. But if he's your number one weapon by far, like by mm-hmm. chasms, that's not enough. Like, I'm sorry, that, that's just not how, how it works in the NFL anymore. And I feel like it's one thing to take a quarterback like, you know, a Tom Brady or, or like one of these like veteran quarterbacks who like later on in their careers – they can take odds and ends pieces because they know the game so well. And the system just allows you to, to do it where it's like, okay, you don't need elite guys. You just need okay ones. And then you can still function just fine. But I feel like we're forgetting Lamar Jackson's still a young quarterback. And my thing is with young quarterbacks, you should be trying to build up around them as much as possible and empower them so that when the time comes, they can then empower you. So you, you, you support them so that they can support you. And Lamar has basically just jumped straight into, oh, yeah, unanimous MVP, my second season. Mm-hmm. And he's already Superman. But I, I feel like that is such an unfair thing to just be like, oh, yeah, let me just go ahead and bring you in on a mid. Like, I, I don't see how the Patriots as currently constructed would be that much better offensively than what – the Ravens had in terms of overall skill position. I, I, don't, I don't see that. And so to me, that part's a bit unfair, but I also want to get your opinion on this because I had some people going back and forth in my mentions yesterday talking about, oh yeah, well, Greg Roman was only was there to emphasize his rushing ability and he's there because that's what Lamar is. He just runs. And I went back and looked at Greg Roman with the 49ers when he had Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick, Alex mm-hmm. Smith, number one pick in the draft, you know, multidimensional, you know, athlete, accurate passer, blah, blah, blah. He never threw for more than like 3,300 yards or whatever with, with the 49ers. And then what do you know? He goes to the Chiefs with Andy Reid, who's known for being very quarterback friendly. And voila, he his passing mm-hmm. numbers go up every single year. And they'd be like, oh, well, does that mean you have to put, you know, Lamar in a – you know, Andy Reid type of scheme with an Andy Reid type of coach for him to get better. Not necessarily, but it would be nice if you had more than a guy who's just going to rely on tight ends and running backs. Yeah. Uh, Greg Roman, I think, was good for Lamar initially. He was good for the that part in Lamar's career where Lamar was when Greg Roman initially came to Baltimore, hence the MVP season. But like you mentioned, his stop in San Francisco, and you could go to his stop in Buffalo as well. Greg Roman will have that one pop year. And then after that, 
his offenses fall off a cliff. He they figure him out. He has that one year where it's great and the offense is clicking and it's efficient and they have the running game and the passing game is there when they need it. But after that, the passing game diminishes gradually. Um, and this has been a trend of his in each stop he's been at. And I think that, look, first of all, anybody that says that, oh, all Lamar does is run, they don't watch football. They don't watch Lamar Jackson. They see the highlights that ESPN puts up there of his 80-yard touchdown runs and stuff like that. But he'll have four touchdowns in a game, and and I've never seen people overlook it so fast. It's crazy. Um, So for Lamar, I think the Greg Roman stint was another thing that was a disservice for him. I think Greg Roman was – uh, kept in Baltimore probably two years too long, to be honest with you. Um, definitely this year, he had he should have been gone after last season, but they left him, they kept him around this season, and the offense was terrible after the month of September. Albeit they suffered some injuries to guys like Rashad Bateman, J.K. Right. Dobbins, and Gus Edwards took a while to come back. Ronnie Stanley took a while to come back. I understand all of that, but it, you could see it out there in the product that was on the field. The offense just wasn't right. Um, and, and I do think that Lamar, if if he was to come back to the Ravens this year, they hired new offensive coordinator Todd Munkin, who was the offensive coordinator at Georgia. Great hire. Todd Munkin is known for being able to put together a scheme based off of what he has at his disposal. So I would love to see Lamar get the opportunity to play for a play under an offensive coordinator that has a more pro-style approach that has the ability to have more balance than what Greg Roman's offense had, has better uh, passing concepts, more spacing. That's something that Todd Munkin emphasized on his introductory press conference and just spacing, tempo, things like that. you got the fastest quarterback in the league. The Ravens would break the huddle at times at like eight seconds on the play clock. It would drive me crazy. And then you have this situation where Lamar can't survey the field he basically got to go to the line and hike the ball. And, I mean, it, I think people, when talking about football, don't understand all the layers that go into the game of football. I always tell people it's a science. It's, it, it's a chain. You know, like one player doesn't do their assignment, the entire play can be thrown off. So football is the ultimate team sport, and I hate that the, the win-loss record has become a quarterback stat because now everything is emphasized at the quarterback position. And in the same breath, the quarterback position is paid out of this world now, which we're already seeing. We see Lamar asking for a boatload of money. You talked about it. Lamar has been asked to be Superman, but then when he wants Superman money, it's a problem. The NFL is so backwards at times, man. I think teams and fans at times want these players to give so much but when it's time to give back to that player, when it's time for the player to get theirs, everybody's clutching their wallet, clutching their person. Everybody's penny pinching, but they want the player to go out there and put it all on the line. You can't have it both ways. You have to pay to play. Yeah, it's like you don't get the premium stuff at a discount, okay? Like, yeah, that, I mean, that's, come that, on. That's not, that's not how this works. And, right. I mean, you put it so well, man. I mean, this is a guy that, again – to start off, I think the last two years, playing at an MVP level. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's already had one MVP, and he came out playing like that. I feel like people really forget that. 
because then like, okay, the Ravens have a bad loss or two. That's the other thing. It's like they have a bad loss or two. And then everybody's like, Oh, the Ravens are in a lot of trouble. And, and they're still like eight and four. And then right. Lamar will get hurt because he gets tripped up like in the pocket. Somebody like turns his ankle or he gets mm-hmm. hit, gets a blindside hit, and oh yeah, you know that's what you get when you're a running quarterback. They're so fragile. I mean, they're just they're so... waiting for him to get hurt. It, Ex- it's, it's sad to be exactly. honest with you. I think that a lot of people have been waiting for him to get hurt, and they're wait and they haven't had the opportunity yet to say, oh, this is this is what happens when you have a running quarterback. Look at him; he's out there because he hasn't gotten hurt in any plays of him running the ball. Nobody talks about how good of a runner. Lamar is everybody talks about how he, how he's fast and he can run and all that but nobody talks about how well he finishes runs this dude is not afraid of contact but yet he knows how to lower his shoulder and if you notice Lamar doesn't take too many like no. bone crushing hits he, he always absorbs the hits he always goes forward you can't square him up. I mean, you, you think you got him, and then he'll make a subtle move at the last second, a little juke, or he'll get down, or he'll he'll just, like, change his pace a little bit, squeeze past you, get out of bounds. He's just so slippery. And, and, that, and that's mm-hmm. the thing that, again, I understand from a logical standpoint, running the football, the more you run, the more chances you have to get right. hit. But – there's also an element of you get to kind of control the tempo. You get to kind of control the action a little bit as opposed to when you're standing back there and pockets collapsing, you get you know hit behind. It's like you can slide, you can get down, you can get out of bounds. You get to be sort of the hammer, not the nail in, in that way. That, that's kind of how I mm-hmm. see it with Lamar, and he does it better than anyone in the league. And, I mean, you talk about uh, – I mean, people talk about his play style. But you got a guy in Josh Josh Allen, who I would argue is 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 a more irresponsible runner than reckless. Lamar is. Uh, he, he is extremely reckless. He uh, he seeks contact. And now look, Josh Allen's a, a a big guy. He's one of the bigger quarterbacks in the league. So I'm not upset at him for using his frame. It's just the fact that why is it okay for Josh Allen to be a mobile quarterback and have accuracy issues himself, have poor turnovers? himself Josh Allen has a lot of head scratching turnovers for the most part Lamar Jackson does a really good job throughout the course of his career of taking care of the ball of avoiding those types of injuries in in the open field where he's running his injuries have been in the pocket they've been unfortunate I've credited to really it being bad luck and bad timing if anything because he's gotten hurt on the back end of the season and it's caused him to miss the remainder of the season but look, this is a guy that has no surgeries in his career. You, I mean, when you talk about injury-prone players, they usually have at least one major surgery. Lamar Jackson doesn't have any surgeries. He's not a guy that's missing a game here, missing a game there. When he's hurt, okay, he's been out. But this isn't a guy that plays today and, oh, he's out next week. Like, I just think a lot of things have kind of been blown out of proportion a little bit. But again, I understand it because he's asking for a boatload of money. He's a polarizing figure. Um, Just the Lamar Jackson, the name, the player, the person is a rock star. So I understand why all the tension is put on him. But I just would like people to tell more of the full story um, instead of picking and choosing what elements of about Lamar Jackson they, they want to pinpoint. Exactly. The, the ones that justify your opinion about why you wouldn't pay him the money, which, which again, you know what? 
I think that they're, they're, it's perfectly fine for you to say, look, okay, $230 million fully guaranteed is a lot of money. Yeah. I can, I can understand a team being hesitant about paying that. I, I'm not really saying like, well, that's terrible. I mean, look, again, the Deshaun Watson thing was not supposed to happen, but it did. And now I think the owners are trying to, again, without saying it now, trying to correct the, the record so that you don't get a whole lot of quarterback coming out being mm-hmm. like, oh, I want $250 million guaranteed. So I get that part. But but again, you talked about Josh Allen. Like people talk about, oh, yeah, well, you know, we haven't really seen anybody. To look at Cam Newton. Josh Allen runs a lot more like Cam Newton than Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. does. And No question. And and he's, he's reckless. You want to talk about somebody who could really end up shortening their career, I would view it more in the Josh Allen side of things than, than I would Lamar Jackson. The other thing being that, well, yeah, well, uh, it's because Josh Allen's a much better passer. You mean he has more value stats. Mm-hmm. They throw the ball more. They throw the ball down the field more. And he's Whereas, got a legit number one receiver as well. He has Stephon Diggs and and Gabe Davis, and he had Isaiah McKenzie, and, and now they've got the running game going again. They just have more stuff. Right for for him to work with, and and again, you look at completion percentage. Okay, Josh Allen was like at sixty three ish percent last year. It's only two spots better than Lamar Jackson was in twenty twenty one. Lamar Jackson had a better completion percentage than Josh mm-hmm. Allen. So I just I don't want to hear people just being like, oh yeah, well why does well this guy doesn't get that same level of criticism because he's a better passer? No, you mean he has more numbers, but if you put and, and that's where I come back to like the Patriots or you mentioned Todd Monken, which is going to lead into my next question. But if you put Lamar Jackson with Bill O'Brien, you think that man wouldn't approach 4,000 passing yards in a, yeah. in a competent offense? Cause I think he would, you know, or you give him some receivers to work with in Baltimore with Todd Monken. I bet you we could put up some more volume numbers, which brings me back to the big question. Do you think he ends up, back in Baltimore when this is all said and done. I mean, the way it's looking, it, it's tough to imagine him not being in Baltimore. His market is pretty quiet. Owners are coming out and letting everybody know they're not interested. It's almost going to force his hand to go back to the Ravens. And I, I've said for a while that I think Lamar wants out of Baltimore. When you hear about some of the deals that he's declined, when you see some of the things that are going mm-hmm. on over the last couple of months, it became clear to me that I, I think he wants a change of scenery. That said, I don't think it is all the way beyond repair. I think it can be done. Now, what I don't like is all these Ravens fans that will say, well, Lamar is just the, – the issue is just the money. It's just the money. You can't just say just the money. That's a big issue. They have been negotiating for over two years now. It's been about the money. And if anything, I would make the argument today that they're further apart in talks than they were a year ago or even two years ago. Yeah. So I, I think oh, people yeah. are saying it's it's just about the money to kind of comfort themselves. But it being about the money is a pretty big deal. And it seems like Lamar's not backing down on his stance. The Ravens aren't backing down on their stance. It's starting to get ugly out in the public. There's talk, more talking going on now more than ever between the two sides, more so mm-hmm. as a blade from Lamar. Um, so I, I think there will have to be some mending done with the relationship uh, in terms of the two sides. But 
I, I, I can't help but imagine that Lamar is a Raven come this come come week one. Now, I do expect his market to move a little more than it is right now after the draft. I think you'll have some teams that'll be able to throw their name in the hat after the draft. They can't do it right now because they don't have a first round pick in this year's draft. Teams like Miami, teams like San Francisco. I know it, San Francisco has been one of the teams that Kyle Shanahan just the other day was saying how they're not interested. We'll see, because I think a Lamar Jackson and a Kyle, Han- Kyle Shanahan system would be unfair. I mean, Christian McCaffrey in a Kyle Shanahan system is unfair. Put Lamar Jackson in behind center. Oh, my God. With Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. You can't tell me Kyle Shanahan isn't drooling at that thought. You can't tell me Miami isn't drooling at the idea of having arguably the fastest offense in the league with Lamar Jackson, Tyreek Hill, and Jalen Waddle. So I'm curious to see what happens after the draft, what teams throw their name in the hat, teams that may have wanted to get a quarterback and weren't able to get the one that they wanted or vice versa, whatever the case may be. Um, But as of right now, I'd be lying if I didn't say that I didn't think that the favorite right now is for him to remain in Baltimore simply because it doesn't look like he has many other options. Right. And that's where I would lean, which as a final question, if you're the Baltimore Ravens and Anthony Richardson or whatever quarterback, you know, isn't available or a quarterback in the draft isn't available that you want to take there. You don't think it's the best thing. What would you do? Assuming you're still looking at this, like Lamar Jackson is going to be your quarterback. What would you do? to make the situation better on the offensive side of the football to support him? Well, I mean, they need, they still have a, a glaring hole at receiver. Uh, Rashad Bateman is there. And I think Rashad Bateman is a really good player, but my issue with Rashad Bateman is that he's been hurt a lot for his first two years of the season. We don't, uh, of his career, I should say, we don't know who Rashad Bateman is and he's going into year three. I don't know how good of a player he really is. I've seen glimpses. But even when he's out there, he's inconsistent. He's had his moments, uh, but the injuries have been an issue for him in his first two years. So I don't know if the Ravens can depend on Rashad Bateman alone being their best wide receiver. I see that they had a meeting with Odell Beckham out in Arizona during the owner's meeting. That's fine. Number one, I don't expect Odell Beckham to go to Baltimore if if he's not assured that Lamar Jackson is going to be his quarterback. He had an issue playing for Baker Mayfield. He's not going to want to play for Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown or whoever the Ravens end up having at the quarterback position. It's going to be a drop-off from Lamar Jackson. So unless Lamar is going to be the quarterback in Baltimore, I don't see Odell Beckham going there. But even if he is, I have the same issues about Odell that I have about Bateman. He has injury Mm -hmm. concerns. Your two best receivers are going to be two injury-prone guys. I don't trust it. Odell looked really good with the Rams, but he's playing alongside Cooper Cup, who was the best receiver in the league that year. He's playing for Sean McVay, who's one of the top offensive minds in the league. So I don't know. I don't know. So to answer your question, I think that they still need to do more at the receiver position. Zay Flowers is the guy that I'm really intrigued by. He's kind of small. I know the Ravens would like to get a bigger receiver, but you can't get everything you want. Um, I I think Zay Flowers would give them that guy that can kind of take the top off the defense, Mm -hmm. stretch the field Mm -hmm. a little bit, give Lamar that deep target that they desperately need. And they just need a guy that can make plays with the ball in his hands. So I I think that the, the Ravens have, a lot of Ravens fans like to say that the Ravens have tried to 
to put together an offensive, a, a good offense around Lamar Jackson. And sure, you could say that they've used some first round picks, a lot of draft capital to go and get receivers. They drafted Hollywood Brown in the first round, but they traded him out. Rashad Bateman's a first round receiver, but the jury is still out on him. They use other draft capital on guys like Devin Duvernay, who I think has a, is a solid player, but they've been reluctant to use him the way that I think that they should use him in the past. We'll see if that changes now with Todd Munkin. Um, but I, I think that the Ravens as a total team with Lamar Jackson out there, assuming he can be healthy, they could be really good. You still have J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards in the backfield. They still have one of the best offensive lines, I think, in the league when they're healthy. They, they showed how elite they really can be this year once Ronnie Stanley was consistently healthy and shored up that left tackle spot. They were really good across the board. Um, but I, Lamar's, the, Lamar's the key. And, I, and right now, I don't, I don't know if the Ravens can solve this issue by simply going out and getting guys. Going and trade for D-Hop would be great, too. Yeah. Um, but I think right now the biggest thing is money. It's all about the money if you want to make Lamar Jackson happy. And you know what? In the end, we'll we'll see because I don't think any other team is going to be willing to show him that money at the price that he wants. Again, maybe you're talking about after the draft, you see a little bit more movement. Maybe teams Mm -hmm. are going to be wanting to see if that price is going to come down, but – in the end, I mean, it would not be that surprising to me either way. And, and I mean, I think that probably more more what you were talking about, that he's probably going to be with the Ravens and maybe he plays out on you know $32 million. And then he says, you know what? Cool. I'm out. And, and you see what contract he's willing to fetch from there. But I'll tell you this. From my standpoint, again, having watched him in person last year, there are almost no players that I have found more enjoyable to watch than Lamar Jackson, more talented, more able to just put a team on his back. And I would love to see him stay a Baltimore Raven and see him do what he's doing out there because, I mean, you you, you love to see guys appreciated for what they can do, and he's one of the best. And you, my guy, are one of the best. Cordell Woodland of 105.7. <laughs> The fan, sorry, I'm over here thinking about, uh, you know, 90s channels and stuff like that, because that's when we got out here. All good. <laughs> and a winning time Odyssey podcast. Make sure you check that out on the free Odyssey app, as well as First and Foxborough. Thank you so much, man, for coming on. This was awesome. Appreciate you for having me, man. Yes, sir.